Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Wad Show. It is Season 2, Episode 1, and I am so thrilled to be back in the studio today. It is... <laughs> what? I don't even know what to say. So much has happened in the last year since I got booted out of the studio with COVID and everything, and it's just been so fun. It's been weird to come back on campus. It's like half the size of what it used to be, and everyone's wearing masks. I feel like I'm in some sort of apocalypse movie on the Sci-Tri channel or something. It's, it's wild. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm really actually – I have a funny story to share. I, I went to my family development studies class, and it was so funny because you think that during COVID – Everyone would just be on Netflix watching shows, you know, playing games. I don't know. Like, I don't. I just expected a lot more indoor activity. And they were talking about couple relationships in my class. Like, a, like, and they were like, "Does anyone have like a classic couple example where they've had issues?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, Jim and Pam from The Office." And everyone didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? It's it's Jim and Pam, Jim and Pam." You know, like the the office, the classic, sh- and they didn't, they had no idea what that guy was talking about. But hey, if I can challenge you at all, it's to watch The Office and get on that Jim and Pam romance because holy cow, that is like a must see. My wife did not enjoy it, but I love it. So there you go. Um, just brand spanking news that came in: The Mandalorian season two just announced that they will be coming out October thirtieth. So the trailer should be dropping down and everyone's going to have to subscribe, resubscribe to Disney Plus, which is going to be fantastic. I mean, if anything I need right now is a show to not get me to do more homework. So there you go. But hey, enough chatter. Let's get down to business. We have Tyler Wallentine in the studio. Tyler, how are you doing? Fantastic. How are you doing? You'll have to get a little bit closer to speak. There you go. How's this? Try one more time. Let's, uh, Let's see how my voice sounds through here okay a little louder a little louder there you go all right sweet okay so yeah yeah welcome welcome to the studio tyler thanks how do you feel this is your first time on radio you know this is just exhilarating on every on every level thank you awesome hey so i had you come in for a very specific reason you have beef with a very specific band which band is known as imagine dragons am i right you yeah, do not like. You could say you could say that. So I, I think I found your post on Facebook, and you gave a really compelling argument to why you did not <laughs> like this band, which is funny because like mo- mostly everyone has an Imagine Dragons song. Everyone knows who Imagine Dragons is. They can sure. say they like them. Yeah. You know. So, what is it about Imagine Dragons that you do not like? So I consider them more of a falling from grace story, you know. Okay. It's a really good falling from grace story just because I used to love them. They got me through I, you know, yeah. some decently hard times in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, oh, think, yeah. I think most of my friends would agree with me when I say that it's just the changes that they've made uh-huh. over the years since those first, like, two big albums that they had with um, Smoke and Mirrors and Night Visions. Uh-huh. Just that... uh. You know, people feel like their style has changed, and it's become, it's felt so repetitive, you know? Yeah. Does, is, does that make sense? I, I get you. I mean, I remember when their first album came out, and I remember, I think I found them on the weirdest of places. Like, I don't know if any of you guys had TV like this, but, like, 
I had like 12 channels and like one of them was like BYU TV that came like locally and they had this really sweet show that actually like really got me into like localized music and it was I don't remember what it was called but Imagine Dragons was featured on the show and they played Radioactive and I found it on I think it was Groove Shark at the time I don't know if anyone remembers Groove Shark but that used to be like the first illegal Spotify (laughs) (laughs) streaming service but I found them on Groove Shark I got addicted to them my brother was like what are you listening to I'm like Imagine Dragons and he was like that's the stupidest name I've ever heard and then I heard him listening into it in the shower like 20 minutes later and he's like dude this is sweet but like yeah Imagine Dragons super amazing when they first started yeah yeah yeah, because, like, the, the song's, like, It's Time, you know, I loved It's Time. Oh, my gosh. It. Yeah. Radioactive was a classic, you know. It got a little bit overplayed, but, like, I still, I always thought it was a, a decent song, you know. And like, So what happened? What happened to your love of the dragons? Dude, I think, honestly, now, I'm going to I'm gonna give them some credit here, because, honestly, I think the media kind of screwed them over. Really? Why do you say that? Just because... It's it's all thunder, you know. It's all thunder, and it's all uh, whatever it takes. Like, yeah. Like those two songs got driven into the ground, and and I think I like. Granted, when I first heard Thunder, I thought it was annoying. Like, yeah. I've always thought Thunder was somewhat annoying, uh-huh. but it didn't actually spread or like I get grow you. until I heard it for like the third. I had I like once I read the lyrics. And understood with like the message that guy was trying to say, and imagine like I I got it, and I was like, okay, it's a, it's a cool message, but I feel like the, I don't know, I, I I I totally agree with you because it feels like Imagine Dragons they went from this really awesome alternative yeah rock situation, and they kind of just I don't know, like they they are their lyrics are so profound, like yeah. we love Radioactive, we love its time, we have all of these amazing songs. But then it seems like thunder. It's like, feel the thunder, lightning. And it's like, it's, it gets in your head, but yeah. that's the only reason why it's sold. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess people could debate, like, isn't that what music's all about? Is just having, like, when, like for me, though, I feel like for you as well, there has to be something a little bit more than just bass and rhythm. I don't know. Yeah, like, and, and most of their songs have that, you know. I think mm-hmm. they're a competent band. I think they're, they're good. It's just that they've gotten this, like, sad treatment that, like, popular bands get from the media where uh-huh. when you turn on the radio, you know, they've selected three songs that they'll just stick to for years. I think that's such a shame, too, because Imagine Dragons and a lot of other artists, I specifically am thinking of 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots is a fantastic band, but yeah. the radio has completely, like, so many people hate them because yeah. of four to five songs. You know, like yeah. jumpsuit, jumps, like a super cool album. But then after like two years, I'm like, all right, you know, there's 12 okay. other songs exactly. that are really good. I mean, I feel like Imagine Dragons really got shafted on that end I, of the stick there. I agree. Yeah, I think so. Honestly, if if I'm being fair to them, I still I still think they've got something. It's really? Just, it's just Thunder was such a big hit, but we all hate it so much that like. I find it difficult to imagine like where they're gonna go from here, you know? Because obviously Thunder <laughs> I don't know. from a financial perspective, from like a success like in all facets of the of the I guess product, like like Thunder works, you know, or mm-hmm. works great because otherwise we wouldn't be listening to it. That's why it works great. And so will they deviate from that and be like, Well, s- some of our like loyal and true fans, however you define that 
are upset with this, we're going to go and try and like change our style up, or are we uh-huh. going to go with what's working already? This isn't the first time that bands have done major transitioning toward pop genre. I yeah. mean, you look at Red Hot Chili Peppers, you even yeah. look at like Yellow Card, um, so many bands that you're like, what the heck happened to you? I think the reason why it upsets me the most is that Imagine Dragons is not that old. Oh, like, yeah. the transition just happens so fast. It's just like, and the funny thing is like, you have to listen to their music a lot to kind of see that transition. Yeah. But um, I wanted to show you something. Um, so I was doing some research on Mad Dragons. Uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram, The Watch Show, I did a poll um, asking you, the viewers, whether or not you liked Imagine Dragons or not. The polls were actually fairly positive. I think like 90 to 80% of the people said yes. However, the percentage that said no, I asked them, why do you not like Imagine Dragons? And they said similar things, but there was actually one guy in Provo that talked to me, and he said that Imagine Dragons, um, they used to play with them in several gigs. Like, he didn't play in the band, but he was part of a band that would play locally with Imagine Dragons. And he says that there's actually an album above Magic Dragons that no one knows about. Only, like, the true diehard fans know about. And the album is called Hell in Silence. Now, I believe Imagine Dragons made a record deal with... The, I don't know which company. I don't have that info. But, like, they made a deal, and I think part of the deal was that they not released their EP album, okay. the album that got them famous, because then they made Radioactive and all these other stuff, which kind of, like, brought them into view basically. And so Hell and Silence came out. This is their first EP. I want to show you and you guys their first album. I'm going to play this on the air on radio. And I want you to tell me, Tyler, we're going to keep the discussion going. You're free to talk. Um, And we're going to play this song and see what you think about this. Um, Let's get my laptop cooking. I have it. The only way you can find this, this song is on YouTube, which is crazy. So if you're Imagine Dragons fans and you want to listen to other stuff other than Radioactive on repeat on the radio 4,000, 7,000 <laughs> times, um, this is definitely something you can check out. This song is called All Eyes by Imagine Dragons. This is their actual first number one track that came out that made them famous. Let's check it out. Of course, after the ad... I'm I'm playing this on YouTube, so this is brought to you by Disney Plus. All right, here we go. Let's see if it will play. I don't think it's gonna play. Maybe not. (laughs) This is awkward. Guess you're never gonna listen to it now. I don't think it actually. Maybe Imagine Dragons is on the other line, and they're like, "Stop it! Whatever it takes." Exactly. This is awkward. How they made the song. I wonder. Let's actually test this out. Let's see if you can actually find it on on Spotify. I'm actually typing in right now into our handy dandy. Oh, it is actually. There you go. It is there. Let's. Oh no, they took them off. Dang. See right here. I'm showing Tyler right now. If you go, like, all those songs are taken off. I think several people have tried to upload it. Wow. But the company keeps taking them down. Um, Let me just put the speaker. Tyler, I hope you can hear it. Yeah. Can you hear it pretty good okay? Yeah, I can hear it okay. Let's start it over. This is really medieval right now. Ooh. 
I'd really like to start to this. Yeah. You know, I love this. It, it's all right. Yeah, it's, you're like, okay, I like the jam. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't even know if you guys can even hear it, but we're trying to convince Tyler to like Imagine Dragons again, so <laughs> not really everybody. You all love it already. <laughs> so. oh, that's just a given. But isn't this interesting? It is. Why is this hidden? What do you think? It sounds exactly like an album that would have made tomorrow. Yeah, it's a good question. I can't, I can't answer that honestly. Maybe I'll, I'll have to reflect on that later and, and come up with a good reason. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely think you should check that one out. Um, I hope any, of, if you guys want to check out that album, it is on YouTube. I just can't figure out how to. I think we're, we're still in the beginning lumps. Of the season, as many of you know, I'm not a complete 100% expert. I'm learning this to you more and more every day. <laughs> but Hell in Silence is that hidden gem. I, they actually have three decent songs. I wouldn't yeah. say it's like the best album they've yeah. ever made, but it's like really interesting to hear Imagine Dragons when they were like in Provo playing, and you can hear like how they sounded like and yeah. The lyrics are definitely more <laughs> impressive sure. than Thunder, so. Yeah, I agree. It's it's interesting because many of the songs that I like the most from them are, like, their least popular ones, you know? And I don't want to say popular bad or anything, mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's not automatically. It's just interesting. Like, the song Trouble, if you've ever heard that one from them. I mm -hmm. love that song, but I checked on YouTube a couple, well, when I first discovered it, and it had, like, 20,000 views. Really? Yeah. That is so weird. It's just so strange to me. Alrighty, Tyler, thanks so much for coming in, man. Tyler, Tyler and I go way back, and I loved reading about his rant about Imagine Dragons because he had the same thoughts about me. They're just they're good. They're a good band. They just people need to expand out and play other stuff from that from that yeah. beautiful band. But hey, I got um, Monodrama from Ignite Benches. These guys are great. They're from California. I interviewed them last year. You can find them on Spotify. And we'll be right back with Trevor Time, the one and only myth and the legend. We'll be right back. We are back. That was Ignant Bench's Monodrama. And they are an awesome band. You guys need to go check them out. Uh, they are from the beautiful state of California. And fun fact, I've actually never been to California. I, it's pretty embarrassing. I live. Really? Yeah, I live right nearby. And I've never even been there. But, hey, enough about me. There's there's a special person in this in this little booth super with me. Special. He's super special. His name is Trevor Trevor Bweckley Haywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Bweckley. I don't know why your grandfather was named Bweckley. <laughs> yeah. And why your mother decided that would be a good fitting Trevor name. Trevor Joseph to you, thanks. Yep, yep. So, Trev, you have come with a special story to uh, share. Share it with us. Well, let me start off by saying this is not for the faint of heart. Oh, I'm terrified. You called me right before this. This, <laughs> this, this thing. You're like, hey, have you ever heard about this horrible, horrible, horrible thing on Logan, on the Logan Mountain set or whatever? And I'm like, no, well, <laughs> I've not heard after about this. That tough loss. I don't know if you saw the Jazz game. We lost yeah. by like. I saw Donovan Mitchell crying. That's all I needed to see. The floor crying. I yep. was right there with him. Rip jazz. So needless to say, my mind was a little, you know, grim. Is right? a little grim-minded. So, so I thought, you know, I might just carry that on to our uh, to our show today. 
and share kind of a spooky story. A spooky tale. Spooky. So, uh, Ooh. How do you feel about, like, the supernatural, like, haunted places? Do you believe in Dude, the, like, I told totally, you. Remember, we were, so Trevor and I, we actually have this super deep history. Uh, super we, deep. we were in Berlin, and yeah. we had an apartment that was totally oh haunted. Oh, gosh, that's true. Remember the old yeah. man in that room? <laughs> yeah. I don't have to, uh, it's a whole other radio story. Yeah, that's a whole different that's, story. That's, that's that radio version. I could put The room. Conjuring a run for its money with that's that right. tale. We but you, ha- yes, I believe in it. You believe in it. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's it no happens. joke. So um, tell me about this. What's, so what is this? Logan Canyon, okay? Okay. It's about eight miles into Logan Canyon, halfway to Bear Lake almost. Okay. There is a place called St. Anne's Retreat. They did this. They did a video on St. Anne's on Ghost Adventures. Did they really? Yes. You can find it on Hulu. Really? Well, yes. there you go. Just watch that because that will probably explain it a lot better than me. But I'll It's terrifying all the same. It's If all this is same. Ghost Adventures is going there, you know that there's stuff shoot. going down. Like, yeah. shoot, so man. So, pretty much, here's the deal. Okay. In the early 1920s, the Catholic Church built this place. Okay. Right in Utah. Right in Utah. It's a very interesting place. Which, uh, <laughs> there, there's not a huge Catholic influence, but, you know. Yeah, why not? There, Logan Canyon. Go for it. St. Anne's Retreat. And it was hardly a retreat, what? It was a treat from hell, probably. It, it, yes. I mean, that's and probably what they're retreating what from. Was. This was for a place where nuns who had, you know, not exactly lived the nun life perfectly. That's where they would be sent. Wait, so this was like nun prison? In a way, yes. So what? Let's say, for example, the main story I'm going to tell is about this nun who was pregnant. And we all know. Oh, no. That's a no no in the nun world. That's a big no no. I've myself, but I can tell you that that's against the rules. Oh, my I gosh. I've seen Sound of Music. It's not a good deal. It's just, it's just not what they should do according to the nun rules. Well, they get sent there. They got sent there when that happened. Okay. okay. And there's the nun. I don't, it didn't. When we'll, I, call I her num- we'll call her nun number one. Nun one. Nun one. Rogue One. Rogue One, Nun One. What happened in Nun One? So, yeah, I don't know her name. I didn't find it. You could probably find it. I don't know. But, um, so she was there. She was pregnant. And usually, typically what they would do is kind of keep this all in secret, right? They okay. They would go there. They would spend their time when they're pregnant. They would have their baby, and it would be put up for adoption. No one would know about it. Okay. That doesn't sound too bad, I suppose. Yeah, so far, so good. So right? far, okay. Well, right. Unless you want to keep your baby, Watts, then it's a little different. Oh, nun number one. Nun number one said, I want to keep this baby. Forget the nun life. The nun life ain't for me. I I bought this baby with my blood. I grew this thing. I grew this thing. I want to keep my baby. Okay. And and maybe leave that nun life. Well, they they weren't thrilled. Oh, no. They weren't stoked about that. Uh Uh-oh. So, uh... They said, no, you can't have your baby. You're going to face severe punishment. And she said, well, shoot, i got to get out of here. i got to escape. Severe punishment. Whatever that means. Gosh, no, okay. I don't really like to know. <laughs> <laughs> so she tries to make a run oh, for man. it, right? Okay. She a plan. Well, she hauls out of there. Nun, the head nun completely lost it when she heard. Head nun's like, we're be number one. Yeah. So she goes out on the nun hunt, going hunting. On nun hunt. Nun hunt. Looking for her. Finally, they, they're starting to catch up. This poor nun is holding her baby. Hides it in a bush. This is a terrifying... I know. This is, this is terrible. Hides the baby in the bush. I'm watching this like a movie. 
she she comes back around to this retreat to kind of like psych them out, right? Like yeah. they would never think she'd come back to the retreat, so she's hiding kind of near the pool. Yeah. And they're coming for her, and what does she do? She drowns. She gets in the pool trying to escape. This woman drowned. Are you kidding me? And this is like one of many, many, many tales. So how did they know that she hid the baby? Because, like, the baby wasn't with her, I suppose? I don't know. That's just according to the lore. The baby might have ended up being raised by wolves. Who's to say? Oh, my gosh. But this woman died. Okay. So, so she's gone. People found out about this eventually. Not after a while, though. There was many years after where they kept really? doing the same thing. My oh, my gosh. Died. They're creating a nun ghost factory. Yeah, so essentially, oh my gosh. this place, it's still up today. There's buildings. You yeah, I've heard about this. My, I looked it up on Google right before I came in here. And it's totally legal to go on the nope, premises. it's not. It isn't? <laughs> it's not. You can go there? You can go there. Well, Aggies, if you're bored of COVID, there is a destination. We do not condone... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say legal or illegal? I thought it was a. I thought you oh, couldn't get illegal. on there. You okay. Go there I thought you said it was legal. I'm like, no, no, it's no. like a fairground. No, no, go no. over there, have fun. Please, you know, like. Of Logan, please don't come after me. We do not <laughs> condone doing this. However, people have. If you insist on going, you might have an interesting time. That's all I have to say. Oh There's my gosh. Stories. You'll be on the next episode of Goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Oh my god. But uh. Yeah, lots of lots and lots of students have gone there throughout the years. Oh There's man, many a tale. There's a crazy one in like the late '90s that I could go into. But uh, there's been summary. Give us a quick summary. What happened? The the guys went in. I honestly just glazed over the story, but thirty some odd people went there. There was like kidnappings, people being tied up. Oh my gosh. Threatenings. I'm not sure. <laughs> what in the world? It's happening at this nun. If you want like a quiet evening with, you know, your friends, I wouldn't recommend going so to So here's the question. St. Anne's, they had all these awful incidents. They yeah. just shut it down. They're like, sorry. Yeah. The Catholic so, Church was like, so I'm done. Here's a little excerpt from, from this article I read. It said, life went on at the nunnery. No one spoke of the tragedy for, for a while. Okay. And... For a long time, this nun was seen as the bad guy. Okay. Like, how dare she want to keep her baby? Yeah. And so they continued to function. No one spoke about it. And then eventually it just was run down. Um, I'm not sure how they found out about the, the sketchy things going on. There's a lot more about this tale that I don't know. So, <laughs> so the listeners out there, you can do your own research. You can investigate the horrible, horrible but, crimes uh, of St. Anne's. It's Anne. an interesting little piece of lore here in Cache Valley. You wouldn't think that we have such eerie tales. Dude, we have some crazy stuff yeah, in the valley. Yeah, has a lot of hauntings and, and like, yeah. spectacular things. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Bear Lake Monster. If you If you guys want to watch St. Anne's in action... Um, Ghost Adventures, you can watch that episode. And it was actually one of their most fluid episodes of, like, where they had contact. It's wild. And it's great. They said St. Anne's was, like, super scary. Is it, what, is it on Hulu? Or yeah, what? Hulu. Shoot. Hulu is where you can find the episodes well, of... I my sister's Hulu, so I got the hookups. Yeah, so yeah. this is definitely something that you should watch. Um, geez, Trev, time flies too fast. So, this, is, this has been a great Trevor time moment. Yeah, sorry it was a little dark. I, <laughs> first episode. Well, hey Trevor, this guy's super Listen, funny. I love him. There's only we have so many funny. Trevor is gonna give us so many funny tales, so many funny things coming forward. Um, it's gonna be fan. 
fantastic. Okay. All right, Trev. Thanks for coming in. It was a treat. It is always a treat. Okay, we are going to listen to the song Cherry by Rally. Rally is a great band. Highly suggest you guys check them out. We'll play them, and we'll be right back with Mr. Jake Jensen on his health tips and tricks. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, there's the south side. That was Cherry by Rally. Great band. Great band. Totally suggest you check them out. They're like really really great um super nice guys too but yeah that was fun having trevor but we have the one and only jake jensen in the studio he is a weightlifting extraordinaire i don't have the capability of describing jake so jake would you be so kind in delivering your own personal bio of your experience with with weightlifting like what how did you get started Sure. You know, go ahead. Just take it away. All right. So my name's Jake. Hi, um, Jake. I'm pretty big in the powerlifting now, but it's actually a funny story. I started this crazy journey uh, when I was like 11 years old. 11? Yeah. I remember because the gym, the the age limit was 12, and I was my dad. So he told me that if anybody asked to say that I was 12. <laughs> I was 11, so... <laughs> you started when you were yeah. 11. And so I started just doing the curls, you mm-hmm. know, curls for the girls, all the stupid stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I continued to do that. I also played football, which sparked my interest in strength, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it kind of evolved into something different. When I was 16, um, I was working out one day. I made it a habit, and I, I went like three or four times a week. Oh, wow. I still don't really know what I was doing, but when I was 16, there was a crazy bald guy in the gym that was freaking jacked. He was big boy. Big boy. Um, compare him to someone, like a famous or a buff person. A shorter Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Holy cow. This, this guy was huge. <laughs> He's a big guy. He saw me doing curls one day. He's you know, like, no, curls. no, no, you're doing it wrong or something. Did no, he? so he, he just taught, he, he asked me, he's like, hey. Uh, you've been getting some results, right? Is that I said, yeah, kind of. Um, he said, do you want to know the key? And so, of course, I'm going to listen to this guy. He's, He's like, like your Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, like my Mr. Miyagi of the gym. And he said, <laughs> the key to weightlifting is lifting smart and knowing what you're doing. And that kind of changed my perspective on the whole thing. Because I thought you just go in, you know, lift some weights. Don't really need a program or anything. That was yeah. at least what I thought. Um, and then he kind of opened my eyes. And from that point on, I've been obsessed with researching, studying, uh-huh. watching videos, doing whatever I can to kind of up my game in the weight room. But, yeah, and so then from there, um, as a high schooler, let's see, my senior year, I got my bench up to about 325 pounds, my squat up to about 425, and my deadlift up to 500. Holy cow. My senior year. Jeez, you're a big guy. Big guy. And I went on a mission and, and lost it all. <laughs> actually, that's how I met Wads. Yeah. We met each other in the good old Germany, the Germany days. So you get, you got, you have this huge bot. Like, I've seen your pictures. Like, you're not a small man. Like, I've, like, I played football, although I played really smaller football. Like, I can't really. But, like, you, you see, like, high school athletes, like, lift and they get stronger. But, like, I never had seen like when you show me pictures. I was like really deeply impressed. So, like I like and you and you shared with me tips about how to work out better. 
So, like, I feel like that's the one thing people always struggle with is starting out weightlifting. We have the arc right over here. It's free, but, you know, you work out. How long do I, like, how, what's what's the beginnings for weightlifting 101? Like, what do you think? Let me start off and say that most people really have no idea what they're doing in the gym, and that's pretty apparent. <laughs> yeah. You see people just moseying around from machine to machine, um, you know, and they go for a couple weeks, and then they lose motivation and quit and a couple months later they realize they're still paying for a membership so they may as well go back to the gym for another couple weeks yeah the problem is is people don't understand how to program um even high school football coaches you know which are trying to get their players stronger really don't understand programming at all Uh uh-huh um so from there it's basically understanding how physiology works Mm -hmm. um, which will help you get stronger um so with that, I'll kind of explain the differences between powerlifting and bodybuilding. Okay. Powerlifting is essentially the using weights to make yourself stronger. Not stronger just with lifting, but stronger in everything. Uh-huh. Bodybuilding is essentially just trying to break down your muscle enough each workout so that you can repair it and grow muscle, right? Uh-huh. They're similar, but they're extremely different at the same time. Uh Interestingly enough, most football teams, <laughs> their programs look more like bodybuilding than powerlifting, which makes absolutely no sense. That's so because, weird. Because, you know, doing 15 reps of bicep curls is not going to make you any stronger. Okay. Or more athletic <laughs> or anything like that. Um, and so it's really breaking down how you program, which makes the biggest difference. Uh, I actually, there's a guy called Mark Ripito. Uh-huh. He's uh, famous. He wrote a book called Starting Strength. If anybody wants to start lifting, I would recommend reading that book before you do anything else. Uh-huh. Because it, it breaks down form and programming. And so it, don't watch Rocky. Just read this I book. I mean, Rocky's good because it's motivation. <laughs> <laughs> but this book, work. this book is where it's at. This book's where it's at. It's good stuff. I like it a lot. Um, he basically just breaks down and breaks down human physiology and essentially makes the argument that if you can increase your bench, your squat, and your deadlift by five pounds a week until you can't anymore, anymore, which, you know, won't happen for years and years and years, uh, that you become much more athletic and uh, much stronger. Okay. And so essentially, that's basically the program that I've been doing since I've been home uh, with my own spin on it because I like doing bodybuilding as well. Uh-huh. Um, but that isn't... Uh, very well utilized by most athletic teams is something that most people can notice. So you say that most athletic teams, like, do you really think that utilizing, like, a technique, like actually having a developed program, for example, would that actually create winning teams? Would that create your players? Because I remember when I was in high school, people, they just went and they just said, just lift weights, you know, just lift them. You get stronger. And, and I did, you know, I, I did. I think we all did. You know, we all went in there, and we. And I think the PE people, like people that actually were had physical education experience and actually studied it, I even think like they understood it. But like, do you think that results can actually create winning teams and especially like better athleticism for like individuals? Like that can actually work. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I'll tell you why. Um, so, let's say you have a football player, right? Yep. He can practice skills which will be practice, you know, what he'll do during football practice, uh-huh. whether that be throwing or footwork or blocking 
uh-huh. or catching or whatever, basic athletic movements like that, right? Uh-huh. Or he can get stronger, and those are pretty much the only two things that he can do that are useful. Um, the problem with how a lot of programs are written out today is people believe in the whole functional fitness movement. Mm-hmm. And we can thank CrossFit for that movement. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, but CrossFit. So many teams, even the U.S. military, a lot of them are starting to use the functional fitness and claiming that that is more useful uh, than basic strength training. But the problem with that is is practicing and strength training are entirely different. Okay. Um, trying to mix the two, you get the worst of both worlds, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. For example, is you can... For a trained athlete, you could get somebody to jump maybe two inches higher in five years, and odds are you will not get them to jump any higher. Doing explosive movements, uh, box jumps, doing stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. But you could get the same athlete and take him t- from a 215-pound squat to a 600-pound squat in five years. And which Damn. one do you think would be more useful in the playing field? Probably Two inches or... <laughs> 600 two and a half times stronger legs i would do that one i'd probably (laughs) that'd be a good lineman right there is using functional fitness programs anything where you do a lot of reps for time uh you're not getting the correct stimulus to your body to gain that strength okay right and that's kind of the issue that's really interesting i think like there is a lot we'll have to have you come back and delve more but like there is just so much stuff that like like that I think people look past right. when dealing with weightlifting and especially with exercise in general. But if you're interested, totally would love to have you come back and talk more about like more on the strength training, like how to like really like what patterns, like what workouts you should do, like for a person or possibly even, um, diet. I think that'd be a super interesting topic that we could talk about, uh, that you've shared with me and that has been very useful in my personal life, you know? So, We'll definitely have to have you come back but sadly the time is running out we have michael burrow coming on but jake thanks so much dude for coming on anytime it is always a pleasure to learn more about our workout do one last tip one last final one tip. Last tip lift hard lift heavy and lift often uh, if you're not doing that you're not doing anything you're wasting your time true true don't be don't like what are those little red weights that are mo- like mom's like to (laughs) the little little three pound yeah yeah. you gotta move up you gotta move up okay so i'm gonna be playing you guys a song called space duster by salem's bend they are a very 80s like-esque type of band they're very fantastic i like them i just discovered them over the summer i actually bought their cassette tape should be in the mail come right over to me so go ahead and check them out jake thanks so much man for coming in and we will be right back Hello, world. That was Space Duster, Salem's Bend. That is a super great song. If you're into, like, that 80s headbanging action, you can totally jam out on that spectrum. Totally great. But, yeah, um, thank you guys so much for for tuning in. Um, Michael Burrow and the tourists are a little bit late calling in today. There seems to be some sort of difficulty on their end. Um, but that is no problem. Uh, yeah, back to school has been crazy. Uh, I was actually texting a friend that graduated. And it was super fascinating because I was like, man, it's just such a different world with, with COVID-19 right now and everything. Um, the mixed blended classes, it's been really interesting to see how the professors 
are dealing with all of that sort of situation. But I think for the most part, I'm actually kind of really glad that we get to be kind of back in campus. Um, but I'm a little bit worried about the, <laughs> like how long will this last? I sure hope that we can continue to keep, uh, going to school, but yes, uh, Trevor sadly told us that the jazz did indeed suffer a defeat against Denver. Really sad. Donovan Mitchell. There is a really sad shot, um, of him on the ground, sadly in pain. Um, <laughs> I hope one day we can get some sort of championship under belt with this new team that has taken us so long to develop, but only time will tell. Um, but yeah, we're going to play another awesome song. Um, I'm going to be playing the one and only teen challenge by the band known as great grandpa. They are a very fantastic band. Discovered them on Bandcamp. You should totally check them out. If you're looking for a sweet little punk rock slash indie rock, uh, vibe in your life. Here is Teen Challenge by Great Grandpa. <laughs> 